Welcome back. We're in Genesis 21-22. Let's go. Genesis 21-22. In my Bible, it's titled the subsection of Covenant with Abimelech. 22. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, if I'm saying that right, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. All right. So what's going on? Time's going on. Abimelech, remember Abimelech, was the one that Abraham presented himself to, and Abraham said, this is my sister. It was a half-truth. The half-truth is a whole lie. He was saying, it's my sister, but it was also his wife. He was intentionally deceiving Abimelech and his people because he didn't want certain things to happen if he knew that it was his wife. So he lied, and he got busted for it. But in the end, Abimelech gave him goods and wealth and luxury and told him to you know, get out of town, bud. And here they are. Uh, some people don't know if this is the same Abimelech. I think it is the same Abimelech, and I'll show you why here in a second. Uh, but uh, So I'm going to go under the assumption this is the same Abimelech, coming back on the scene. And it says, uh, with Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now remember, Abimelech was dismayed with Abraham because Abraham had intentionally, deceitfully lied to him. And yet Abimelech is here saying, God is with you in all that you do? What's going on here? Now, this is you and I, right? Because we are going to screw up. You and I, I'm assuming you're a believer, or if you're not, do it right now. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. But we're going to screw up, right? And we're going to have an opportunity after that to rectify it, to redeem it, to give God the glory, right? We lose our temper at some point. That's not good. That's not reflective of God. But we have the opportunity to ask forgiveness of that person. We have the opportunity, if we don't do it in that moment, to come back the next day or two days later and ask forgiveness, for example. Or something happens, but someone sees that we're walking different. We're talking different. We're being different. We're more conformed to the character of God. And that's what we want people to see. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people look at Christians and say, oh, they're a hypocrite. Well, I disagree with this word that a lot of pastors say from stage. They're saying, oh, we're a, lot of, we're a lot of hypocrites. Come join us. No, no, no. A hypocrite who says one thing and does another intentionally and doesn't care, right? A Christian is one who does something wrong, right? Uh, greed, covetousness, lie, steal, you know, whatever it is. Go through your Ten Commandments. Go through anything else that's not conforming to the character of God. They sin. But they're convicted. They get that head slap. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I let my flesh take over? And then they go and they redeem that situation, however that may be. Uh, they pay for something they stole. They tell someone the truth of something they lied about. They, um, Whatever it is. And so it's a great opportunity. So here Abimelech is actually saying Abraham. And he's not just saying, hey, Abraham, you're awesome. He's looking to the person behind Abraham because he recognizes the difference. And that's what we want people to see. We want people to see that when we screw up, there's redemption and there's God behind the scenes. And we screw up because it's our flesh, not because of God. So I think there's a lot of just uh, color and flavor right there in verse 22. Verse 23, Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. So Abimelech and 
Abraham basically have a territory dispute, right? This is whose turf is this, and what what are the ground rules? Let's lay it down. Um, think of you know maybe a bad neighborhood where gangs are fighting each other or something. It's just a, it's kind of a turf war right here. But Abimelech's kind of coming in a in humility, if you will. He's like Abraham, man, I hooked you up, right? He says all the kindness that I have done to you, right? Because Abraham lied to. Uh, lied to Abimelech and Abimelech could have you know done a lot of things I don't know could have maybe put him in prison or beat him or made him a slave or killed him but instead he gave him wealth and sent him on his way now that is kindness and that's from an unbeliever and he's kind of coming to Abraham because he sees that Abraham has been blessed in this land uh well that's the word that I'll use right here but he sees that he's growing, he's prosperous, he's wealthy, he's uh, peaceful, and I think he's looking at that and saying, wow, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stop this guy, right? Because Abimelech, I'm, I'm guessing, is kind of a man of, of war and of power and of strength, and I'm thinking that he couldn't overpower Abraham, so he's like, all right, I, I got to come at this a different way, and so we need to think about that, right? That's what we want to be we want we don't want people to come and try to fight us we want people to come and be nice because we're nice and we don't want to be that person who's always bowing up and ready to fight because that doesn't reflect God's character so there's something un unworldly right godly let's call it about Abraham that's going on right now that makes Abimelech kind of come to him and in a slight form of submission and humility saying let's work something out i've been kind to you i see that god is on your side Let's let's work together and don't feel falsely with me. And so he's saying, what, what he's saying there is don't lie to me again, right? You lied to me the first time and you did it intentionally and deceitfully. You may not have thought it was a lie because it was a half truth. Oh, this is my sister. Oh, she's also your wife, which is more important for me to know. So we want to understand that in our own lives. We want to deal kindly with people. We want to deal uh, warmly and uh, be compassionate and not just bowing up and, and ready for battle. Verse 24, and Abraham said, I will swear. So he's basically saying, I agree. That's good. Let's do this. 25, then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. So some of Abimelech's guys had taken a well of water that belonged to Abraham. And a well of water was just gold, right? It'd be today like if you had a ton of uh, you know, gold, or you owned the water rights in a certain area, and there's nowhere else to get water in that area um, because it it took time and money and effort and people to dig a well, uh, just like it would today. But we've got machinery that makes it, you know, pretty easy to do. I haven't done it, but uh, uh, easy relative to other parts of the world where they don't have that equipment. Uh, but it can, if you have the right equipment and the right people, it can be done pretty quickly. And, uh, but it's still expensive. Um, you know, I remember, um, a well that we helped, helped dig, uh, about 10 years ago was $10,000 and there, there are a lot more today. I think they were over $15,000 per well, and that's with high end equipment. So, all right. So these guys take as well, verse six and Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. Verse 27. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech. And the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. So they agree to have a covenant. They agree that Abimelech is going to give back this well. 
and leave um, Abraham alone and that Abraham is going to leave Abimelech alone. They're just kind of agreeing to, uh, again, kind of turf rights and who gets what. And this is the land of the Philistines, and this is part of that promised land where Abraham is dwelling in a land that's not his own and just waiting on the promises of God to be delivered, which ultimately they will be. The promised land has never been fully um, inhabited by Israelites, uh, but one day, one day, it will, but not today, and not back then. And so they're agreeing to this, and you'll notice that there's seven ewe lambs by the flock of the flock by themselves. So seven is the number for complete in Hebrew, and the thought was completion. Um, and here they're going to make an oath, and it's going to reflect these seven ewe lambs are going to reflect the completion of the sealing of that oath, of that covenant, of that contract, if you will. And so these two guys, they come together. They're not fighting. They're not shooting. Too often in our society, someone says something we don't like. Someone does something that we don't like. We just want to rear at them. We want to write something on social media and you suck and all that. Or you want to go out and you want to punch them or you want to you know, shoot them or whatever people do when they're fighting that's not godly, right? We want to respond with godly character so that people see Christ living through us. Verse 29, then Abimelech asked Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, you will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand that, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Beersheba because the two of them swore an oath there. So they come together, they make an oath. You got two guys who were you know, at great odds at one point in time. Abraham lied to Abimelech. Abimelech was furious, but Abimelech, instead of hurting him, gave him animals and uh, luxury goods and stuff and food and sent him on his way and animals. And now Abraham's doing great and dug this well, but Abimelech's guys went over and took the well and you know took it over and Abimelech's giving it back. So it's this whole turf war. And you and I do it all the time. You may be like, hey, I'm not a crip. I'm not a blood. I don't have that turf war. You do it all the time. You may do it at work. You're fighting over territory. You're fighting over who gets credit for what. Uh, you're fighting over who gets the next promotion or the raise. Um, you know, we do this all the time. So may we understand and may we think about this on a daily basis. Am I fighting with someone? Am I competing harshly against someone that's not reflective of God's character? And if so, just repent and redeem the situation. Um, talk to the person, talk to God, figure it out, but be different. Be Do what Jesus would do, right? It's that WWJD, what would Jesus do? We need to constantly ask ourselves that situation because we are his soldiers and soldiers of love. And we're also living in a land just like Abraham was living in Philistine, in the land of the Philistines here, in a land that's not his own. He's a foreigner. Well, remember that this is not our world, right? We are not of this world. This is a temporary place that we are, and we are set in the enemy's territory. The ruler of this world right now is Satan. He is the prince of the air, the prince of the darkness. And God, have for a certain time period, has allowed him to rule this world. We are here temporarily living in enemy headquarters, if you will. And yet we remain here. God wants us here. He put us here for a reason and for a purpose. So may we go and fulfill that purpose each day, which is to share the love of Christ 
in love because God is love. 32, thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Uh, then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. So they make this oath. They go about their ways. Abraham remains there. He has his well. God has been glorified because of what Abimelech saw through him, even though Abraham had completely destroyed his witness for God earlier in the sight of Abimelech, but it got redeemed. And here's what we should all know. We will screw up, probably today. We will sin, probably today, probably many times. But two things. One, do you recognize that you're screwing up? Do you recognize that you're sinning? That's the first thing. That's called conviction for a believer. And that's good. The second thing is, how do you redeem it? Do you say something? Do you work through it with the person? Do you ask forgiveness? Do you forgive? Do you... um, What does that look like? So think about that. Because we will screw up, and then how do we redeem it? And that's where God gets glorified, right? We in our flesh are going to sin. Paul said the flesh is willing, but the, uh, I'm sorry, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We, we may be redeemed, we may be born again, but we still have this fleshly body, this, you know, 100, 100 pounds, 150 pounds, 200 pounds of just blah that we got to carry around or we got to walk around in, and it's going to lead us into temptation. And we need to recognize that because that's where the glory comes from because then we get to walk in the, in the eyes of God and we got to share Christ with people. Lord, thank you so much for this very day. Help us, Lord, to recognize when we do wrong, when we sin, when we hurt someone, when we're just not being reflective of your character and who you are, not pointing people to you. And when we do that, Lord, help us to redeem that. Work through us. Give us the strength to surrender, to submit, to be humble, and uh, just to love people. In your name, help us to do that with at least one person today. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.